Welcome to this Black Talk Radio News Report and Commentary. My name is Scotty Reed, of course. Please continue to support the production of independent black media. And joining me on this podcast is Robin Jerome Bitten, who I consider a friend, who I've known quite for some time, who I have worked with in the past in producing a radio broadcast as well as podcast called Race Treaty. He is a staunch a human rights fighter, longtime activist. I mean, he, he he isn't just talking about it, but he's being about it and living that life. And he, Robin, like I do, understand the power of media. As I have say from time to time, Malcolm X said that media is the most powerful entity on the face of the planet because it controls the minds of the masses. And we have been using all types of media, whether we're talking video, whether we're talking strictly audio, um, digital radio, or or social media. We have been using that as a tool to inform people and get them the right information. Well, unfortunately, um, Robin has become a victim, it seems, of the Russiagate hysteria that has been ongoing in this country uh, since 2016, which I believe the evidence shows all started with Hillary Clinton's campaign paying for oppositional research provided by a former UK spy who used his contacts in Russia to come up with this research on Donald Trump, which turned out to be a bunch of garbage. But that's been the narrative is that Russia's influencing uh, black folks and, and getting us all worried about racism and what have you. Just, you know, Kamala Harris, actually, I've been looking at this Senate intelligence report that's saying that Russian assets have been exploiting, as Kamala Harris calls it, the Achilles heel of racism in this country to divide us as if we need some third party outside the country to, you know, cause racial tension in this country with the way racism and stories of racism already saturate not only mainstream media news, although the context may not be proper, but we ourselves post about these stories. We capture, you know, white people behaving badly and, and post their videos to social media. So it's not like we need Russia is stoking all this racial tension, as they call it, in the United States. Now, Robin operated several pages, but I believe his main page was anti-racism media or anti-racism TV. Um, but he had a Facebook page that was reaching millions, and not just that page, but other pages as well, with a focus on anti-racism. So I want to welcome um, uh, my brother Robin in to this uh, podcast. It's good to talk to you, man, after I've been out of touch you with too, you bro. for so long. So go ahead and I know I gave you an introduction, but in your own words, just tell people who you are. Um, definitely you're a U.S. citizen. I know that. A fellow North Carolinian. So, you know, I know that. But any background information as we jump into this conversation that you would like to share, then by all means do so. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you for giving me this platform, this opportunity to share a story. Um, what you know is pretty much up to date, but what you don't know is the background on this situation uh, as far as anti-racism media. Uh, we started 10 years ago, and I attempted to make it a collective uh, administration 
Uh, so there was a collective team that was admin and a lot of the, the collective team of admins were from uh, Occupy movement and anonymous, quite frankly. Uh, we had, uh, I was part of the National Occupy uh, Gatherings uh, Planning Committee, National Committee, and um, I actually broke from Occupy when I met you. Um, I embraced the uh, human rights platform with CERD and there was an international, uh, uh, um, international protest plan by Fight Racism Global uh, concerning the UN's Day on Racism. So I, at that time, was running a page called Occupy Racism, and I did a boycott, Sharon Smith and I, from uh, Occupy, based on the fact that they, uh, first of all, planned their national gathering on the same weekend as the MLK March on Washington. Additionally, there was a lot of uh, uh, Tea Party folks coming into the Occupy gatherings meetings in terms of the national uh, planning. So we did a boycott because they were bringing indigenous folks in to do a uh, powwow and a fake peace treaty signing from Vancouver. And they didn't do any of the proper protocol in terms of dealing with the indigenous folks here in, in, in Michigan at that time. They also refused to deal with Idle No More, which was spearheading environmental uh, uh, issues concerning fracking and otherwise. And so we did a boycott. and. I started this page, reactivated this page, Anti-Racism Media, although the goal always was Anti-Racism TV, a niche channel dealing with 24-hour content concerning racism and white supremacy. But at that time, uh, webcasting had just started, the streaming had just started, so I did media until such time as I could do the actual .TV, and that's another story. But recently, um, we have been uh, building a following of 104,000 last count and a reach of one to two million per month for the last years, quite frankly. Um, and uh, the, the plan was finally for me uh, to migrate out of Facebook into a, a community uh, social media network called Mighty Networks that I had set up and my own .tv, antiracism.tv. Had captured the domain, was building the website, was setting up the template to transfer my Facebook following into this new uh, domain, and I got cut off without notification. Um, there was some controversy in that I had taken on an admin in uh, anti-racism media that turned out to be a problem in that he was posting what they call uh, uh, fake news. And so I, uh, in, in addition to that, I had set up a group called Anti-Racism Media uh, Race Treaty Group to try to start getting some of my staunch followers and active uh, uh, vocal folks to a group page to kind of protect us. They blocked me from adminning my own group. They blocked me from anti-racism media. And about a week later, I just got a fa uh, notice on Gmail that my personal account and uh, my page had been deleted, not suspended, but deleted. With no explanation, there was right? No, There's no explanation other than the, general, the generic statement, this goes, your, your post goes against community standards. However, they gave me no particular post that they were referring to. 
-hmm. And I actually appealed immediately, and that was over a month ago. So I don't know what my status is. I know that anti-racism media had quite a following. I never came in front of the screen as the founder of anti-racism media. I always made it generic about the, the, the work, not about the individual. And so, excuse me on this phone call, that's brother Najee from our race treaty. So I've been, uh, uh, not only that I was affected by something I invested 10 years in, Scotty, but we're right. about to monetize and it, and it seems like they caught wind of that and and asked me. Now I've gotten other uh, email notifications that um, a few other pages have been taken down that I associated with, but weren't part of. And so I thought it was part of a theme okay. uh, right after Zuckerman uh, had gone to Congress or talked with uh, the, the, uh, the conservative media um, about allowing uh, candidates to post their falsehoods on Facebook without fact checking. I thought that ironic and that they're just doing a clean sweep of uh, black conscious uh, social media sites. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, without getting conspiratorial, it's going on. There's the black extremist issue. There's, uh, there's intermittent issues about even using posts with white people as, as spelled correctly. Uh, it would flag a response. Right. But a few weeks before, Scotty, I, I went off of Facebook or got taken off. I had posted a meme, uh, which actually had found some pictures of these so-called Facebook monitors that determine what hate speech is or community standards. And these folks did not look educated. They did not look to be uh, trained in any kind of cultural uh, uh, competency as to determining what is, in fact, racist or Mm -hmm. against community standards or what uh, is hate speech. But more than that, I would feel that I would have an issue if it were my personal post that I created and put out there. But if I'm, if I'm uh, reposting something that's out there and they penalize me, mm -hmm. it seems like there's a violation right there of due process and that they have the ability to take that post that they're concerned that I posted with this originator, send a notice and take it offline. Mm -hmm. But yet they allow people to repost and retweet uh, articles and then they hold them culpable mm -hmm. uh, without even dealing with the source of that information. Now, so it's difficult to fact check in, in total detail every darn post. I read most of my posts. Mm -hmm. And so I do know that, that uh, there's this trend of people who are dealing with a conscious message uh, being uh, labeled, if you will. Okay. And um, I'm a human rights defender, as you know. I have a human rights framework, but I impose a racial equity lens on the work I do. And so I can generically take off the AP wire and other sourcing articles on racism each and every day. And over the years, it's obviously has increased to be front page news, the talking heads use the term racism, although they don't use or hold to any kind of universal definition. They, they're saying he's a racist because he used that word. Right. Well, from my uh, perspective, it's everybody's a, that is white is a racist living under a white supremacy system. And then we have black folks uh, that are upholding that, that same system, proxy racist or otherwise. 
And I just came to conclude, Scotty, about my work and just this, this issue that most black folks don't want to undo white supremacy. They just want a better place in it. I, I wouldn't. So I wouldn't. Hearing, if you allow me to interject, I wouldn't say most because there's no way for me to quantify that. But I would say that most people have been uh, pacified or made afraid yeah. to stand up because they will lose their pages as you just lost your page. I just made a post about us living in a nation of cowards who are unwilling to speak truth to power for fear of not being featured on mainstream media or given some kind of contributor contract on CNN or MSNBC or we're not going to attract corporate advertisers so I'm going to just water it down I'm going to talk about racism in a roundabout way but I'm not really going to get at the heart of the matter I'm not going to push it hard right. you know because I don't want to lose okay so I, I, right. you know and, and but let me say let me bring this up because this was an article published in the root and I was actually just critical of the root and its political editor, Dr. John Johnson, for his political coverage, which is a bunch of nonsense. And it's really in support of the DNC establishment and Democrats establishment um, trying to lead poor and working class uh, black people to vote for whatever the establishment candidate turns out to be. And then just being unprofessional and what have you. And I said, you know, I even criticized Roland Martin for caping for Hillary Clinton. And, and now it is like, you know, I think that their bias or their willingness to not be critical of the powers to be stems to those business connections that they're trying to make, those corporate advertisement dollars they're trying to attract. Now, I think they do a fair, fairly decent job when it comes to stories about a white cop shooting a black person or a black child being mistreated in the school system. And you know, just everyday instances of racism that we deal with. But when it comes to institutional racism involving, they don't have a problem calling out Republicans. But when it comes to the institutional racism of the Democratic Party, then they don't want to speak to it. Now I did, find an article on The Root with all of that said that was published earlier this year on on April the 24th this year, Dara Sharif is the writer of this article and I'm just going to read a little bit because it speaks directly to what just happened to you and it's not anything new but it's been an ongoing problem so let me share some of this um, with you in the audience. It says Facebook has a, the title of the article, if people want to look it up, is We Got Zucked, Facebook Censor Speech That Calls Out Racism, Black Activists Charge. Facebook, Facebook has a problem in black and white, black activists charge. We're even pointing out racism or racist posts or mentioning the word black as in black owned business can get the post taken down for violating hate speech standards and lead to a suspension of the user's account. Activists call it being zucked, USA Today reports, a reference to Facebook co-founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg and the activists say they're fed up. Teacher Carolyn Weisinger is one of them. 
She says Facebook suspended her account and deleted a post in which she pointed out the racism she saw in actor Liam Neeson's admission that he dreamed of hunting down and killing a black man, any black man, after a white female friend of his said she was raped by a man who happened to be black. Her comment, white men are so fragile in the mere presence of a black person challenges every single thing in them got her suspended or put into what many activists refer to as Facebook jail. It's exhausting, White Singer told Facebook, and it drains you emotionally. And one more excerpt from this article uh, that is pulling an excerpt from a USA Today. Uh, USA Today notes, Black activists say hate speech policies and content moderation systems formulated by a company built by and dominated by white men failed the very people Facebook claims is trying to protect. Not only are the voices of marginalized groups disproportionately stifled, Facebook rarely takes action on repeated reports of racial slurs, violent threats, and harassment campaigns targeting black users, they say. Many of these users now think twice before po this speaks to what you were just talk we were just talking about people being in fear of even talking about racism. It says many of these users now think twice before posting updates on Facebook or they limit how widely their posts are shared, meaning that, that they'll make it secret or friends only and not public. Um, yet few can afford to leave the single largest and most powerful social media platform for sharing information and creating a community. Your comments? Sounds similar to what happened to you. Very, very. Sound, fits the pattern, doesn't it? It does fit the pattern. And, I, and I, I, I pulled up an article today by The uh, Intercept called Still Spying on Dissent, The Enduring Problem of FBI First Amendment Abuse. And it, it speaks to uh, the identity, the black identity uh, uh, phantom that they created uh, just B based black, on B -I -E. post protest. B-I-E, B-I-E, Black yes. Identity Extremists. And they're trying to bolster that, that identity by just tagging people, uh, uh, you know, with this, this ban issue without there being any declaration. Um, I feel there's an onslaught on uh, the Black uh, uh, activist movement they want to generalize and say it's Black Lives Matter or it's this or that, uh, but in actuality, uh, they're attempting to, uh, as as usual, control the narrative. Right. Control the narrative of the definitions because, like as we speak, everybody has this, this this their own personal view of what racism is. There's no shared universal definitions. In the last month that anti-racism media was on. We were inundated with trolls, not only just making commentary, but filing complaints. Uh, and, and the articles were not unfactual. They were just articles that were pretty much cutting edge and citing that white people are racist and that this system, you know, uh, 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 and provokes that ending in terms of uh, uh, trauma and impact on people of color. What I did do too is follow the uh, the police killings, and that in itself drew attention 
to law enforcement or otherwise in that uh, you have this argument about, you know, uh, uh, that these are isolated incidents. And when you and I both know that there is a ongoing uh, issue with police force uh, killing black people, killing black men, killing black youth. What is not even talked about is 64,000 plus black women missing in this country. Doesn't reach headlines at all. Mm-hmm. So I find myself when, when we were posting, um, these articles, we would have these exchanges with trolls and racists, no problem. But when they start doing this onslaught, like it was a campaign to make complaints, call out uh, uh, articles as being uh, fake news, uh, right, uh, right, attempting to snope, you know, issues, and um, we just kind of kept deleting them, but they would come back with with these uh, complaints concerning, you know, articles being inaccurate and otherwise. I don't understand their 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 way to determine what is in violation. I've never posted anything uh, uh, admonishing uh, violence against white people or anybody. I just post what's already out there, and rarely, and you know this about me, rarely do I make personal commentary. I usually try to keep my personal views close to my to my chest, you know, and just put the articles out there and engage in the interactions in response to the articles. So I didn't feel like I was ever pushing any type of agenda. To, and in fact, a lot of my following would get mad if I posted something from Bybark or one of these uh, alt-right sites. But I would do it just for commentary to see what the other folks is doing you know, in terms of using the term racism or white supremacy. Um, I feel, Scotty, that there's this movement to shut us down in terms of uh, uh, the issues concerning uh, racism. And when I say racism, I say that with a knowing that the fulcrum of racism or discrimination is anti-black discrimination. And, And so we have this nuanced issue of people of color claiming you know, uh, uh, oppression Olympics. But in actuality, the root of discrimination in this country is based on anti-black. Right, the, the historical root. That is not to say that, let's say, indigenous Spanish-speaking people, because a lot of people want to... LGBT. Yeah, yeah, All exactly. Groups, yeah. Okay. However, though, man, you know, if, if you... I'm surprised uh, uh, you haven't been taken off either. The the point of the matter is that we don't have a free media, that they are trying to control the Well, narrative. Well, let me that say they, this. Let me say this, though. I have noticed that I'm being su- suppressed, that the posts are being suppressed. And I don't even post as much in, anymore. Um, it's, you know, of course, when there's a, a podcast or a program, uh, coming on air on Black Talk Radio Network. Of course, I'm going to share that to our Black Talk Radio Network uh, Facebook page, which only um, didn't have the biggest following as you. Um, only right now, maybe up to 26,000 followers on Facebook. But when I first created that page, I would say up until 2019, I would get still a lot of distribution a lot of views, you know, my reach, to use Facebook's terminology, my reach. But in 2019, I started noticing my reach just started getting smaller and smaller 
and smaller. I believe the same thing. I haven't why I haven't researched it or paid attention enough to my metrics on Twitter, but I believe the same thing is happening on Twitter. Okay? I do believe that there is a concerted effort to to suppress speech that they may call anti-police, anti-US government, anti-capitalist anti-imperialism, you know, just speaking real truth to power. I believe that there is a concerted effort to suppress that speech. Without a doubt, Scotty, uh, it's not just in response to posts, but I believe that they're trying to tie this whole Russian thing, you know, and, and, and because it was based on them using race as a wedge for political purposes, and that they actually generated uh, uh, pages and articles that were not ever called false or fake, but they were inflammatory. You know, the Blacktivist was one of the pages that got real inflammatory in, in their view. And I, I just personally believe that after their conversation with these conservatives, that there was actually a policy put in place that they're activating. And we have no power. We only have truth to power. But if they black us out, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, were controlled or they're well, to control this well to, to your point though as you know and you mentioned earlier you set up a, a separate independent social media community we have btrcommunity.com but the thing is though is trying to get to move the people from these platforms to these independent platforms and what have you it's really been a challenge for me um, as you mentioned, you know, you were about to really start doing that. But again, this this speaks to, again, to what Malcolm X said about the media controlling the minds of the masses. You know, it, it's like social media addiction. You know, we want to be... I'll tell you something else they did. You know, usually you could connect these various social uh, media sites together. Like you can post on Facebook and it'll show up on Twitter with permission. They severed. They severed uh, my Facebook from Twitter. Uh, they won't repost, and I keep going through whatever the mechanisms is to do that sharing permission-wise. It won't happen. It doesn't happen. So it's almost like they have a behind-the-scenes uh, capability to come into your your page and and make habit, create habit, technical technical and complaints by anonymous citizens. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, I find it ironic that that there was a big uptick also in uh, white supremacists or racists coming on the page making commentary, you know, complaining, questioning. Uh, uh, oftentimes their best statement was, you're a racist, you just, uh, uh, you know, you uh, uh, provoke racism on this page. It's almost like, you know, you're a racist if you talk about racism. Right. And... Uh, you know, again, you know, I, I I would post a lot of educational material, not just provocative posts. Um, I just feel I've been on on a monitoring tip for a while. Oh, um, oh, no doubt. I think they just, no, no doubt. You know, we all are. And I don't hide because I have nothing to hide right. but the truth. And I'm not engaged. I'm not planning. I'm not plotting anything that's illegal. And I don't have personal hate for white people. I have a disdain for white supremacy which lends privilege to one group and oppression to the other 
And, you know, um, I've spelled that out, as you know, I call it. I call it the best I could. And I was ready, honestly, Scotty, to come before the camera as we're doing now and start making commentary each and every day about my post and do it at .tv, wherein we had also a secondary uh, page, by the way, domain attached called reportracism.cam. So I was trying to create up a hashtag to get user-generated content to come to one page based on these hashtags at reportracism.cam. So we were about to enter into a, a, a era where we were gonna promote user-generated content as well as premium content. And we are also gonna put our Facebook and Twitter feeds on that .tv page to try to migrate. I've been thinking all kinds of techniques, right? To get outside that wall garden. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in a way I kind of alluded to that in my group saying we're about to launch this and we're about to do that. And man, it was just, without explanation. The timing was too mm -hmm. on point with my other activities to try to migrate out of that wall garden. It's almost like they knew mm -hmm. that I was about to go into a fundraising to have a 24-7 niche channel called antiracism.tv. Wow. Finally, I had reached the point where I was about to fulfill my original goal, which wasn't to post or I even have a radio show. It was a live 24-hour streaming channel about racism. Right, right. And, you know, it don't have to be the subject of racism. We can look at the news and call racism. Right. You know, we, we see racism in all areas of people activity. You know, it's in education, law enforcement, economics, housing, culture and religion, media. You know, it's all over. It's in, it's in every area of people activity. So we were going to try to break our channel down to cover articles in these various areas, as Neely Fuller put it, you know, of, of people activity. And um, it seems like it was a plan, like I had gone too far to begin to activate this next level of communicating and they severed it. So right now I'm kind of like hamstrung. I got the dot TV, I got the group, but I have no followers. I did uh, uh, activate another Facebook page called antiracism.tv. I have no followers and for some reason I can't get outside that page to, to add friends or even make commentary on other people's pages to, to know that I exist or that that page exists. So I'm seeing a lot of real sketchy things going on that is no way technical and uh, there's no way just policy. It's like something's going on. Like and. I'm not trying to get paranoid, but I want to say that there is a movement to, especially with this campaign season coming, right, you know, right. to down the black activist knowledge, mm -hmm. but also at the same time, uh, what I call uh, uh, this whole uh, uh, um, issue with Congress and, and uh, um, the issue concerning reparations, I called it honey for 220 because all they were doing is talking about discussing and discussing, discussing. There's no reparations coming through that, that congressional mechanism. What they were doing is trying to attach it to this candidate season, this political season, and they would get more black folks out voting thinking they're gonna get a check than at any time well, in history. Well, there, let me let me put it this way, cause we do, we are in partnership with, um, What's the group? Man, I, I'm getting brain freeze here. They actually wrote HR 40. Um, 
Oh, long time. Are you talking about in Cobra? Yes, in Cobra. We partnered with in Cobra to produce a hour long broadcast on the first and third Monday of the month. And in Cobra actually wrote that bill. And there's a lot of misinformation out there, but you are correct. It does what the bill does is set up the study commission. The study commission then calls on longtime uh, organizations, not just people who just popping up now, but people like in Cobra and what have you will be given a seat. You know, on this commission, the president gets to pick a person, which I wouldn't want Trump picking nobody. He he wouldn't pick nobody. He'll pick somebody to disrupt it. So, I mean, there is some legitimate criticism that I have about the bill and and what have you. But they're really not pushing uh pushing that during the debate discussions and what have you. But the commission is supposed to document, you know, co- document it just like how the UN committee that issued a reparations report said that the United States owes reparations, not just for slavery past, but for slavery present. You know, what they call mass incarceration, which you know I call a continuation of slavery through the 13th Amendment, you know, but also for the police violence. That's the UN. A lot of people don't know about that UN committee. People don't know that the U.S. was guilty of 25 violations of human rights. And they they don't know also the legal framework outside of, 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 of this Constitution and civil rights. Because as soon as they put any acknowledgement in terms of reparations in any kind of legislative format, we're supposed to be able to jump straight to war courts for crimes against humanity. Yeah, but okay? but let me say straight this, though, because I focus a lot on politics, especially I get busy during campaign season. And I'm supporting Bernie Sanders' um, platform. Let me put it that way, because I don't support individual uh, uh, cults of personality. I read right. platforms, and I see which platform is going to help the most people who need help the most. As Neely Fuller says, a system of justice is where people who need the most help get it. And of course, we know automatically that means black folks. And then along with my uh, prison slavery abolition, you know, Bernie Sanders' platform is the only platform that has adopted some of the demands, not all of them, and it by far, his platform could be better on prisoners' human rights. But his campaign is the only one, I think they've adopted six of the 10 demands that prisoners were, when they went on strike in 2018, were demanding. His platform is the only one to do that. Uh, Eliminating student debt, eliminating medical debt, Medicare for all, uh, college act for all. We need those things. We need those things. So even if reparations- They know we need those things, Scotty. Right. And, and, And the truth of the matter is, this is my view on politics. I don't really get involved in the politics based on the fact that whoever they vote in is going to be president of white supremacy. Secondly, you know, when you get these ideas on the platforms, I read them also, they sound good, but then I, I think to my mind, once they get in that office, they're isolated, Well, they have to go through whoever's around them, legislation. Well, Congress. hence why I support Sanders, because he has a track record of never changing, um, and ha- and fighting for the same issues every year, but I don't I don't want to get into politics here. Uh-huh. I understand that some people in our community don't want to vote, uh, don't see that it makes any kind of difference, and I'm not going to argue with them about that. But I do, and uh, a lot of people that follow me do, and they follow me so that I can give them my political insights. Right. But 
the thing, what we're talking about, though, is the suppression of, of activists calling out white supremacy, calling out racism. Yeah, it's a free speech issue. It's a free speech issue. And I don't feel like it's being addressed enough. Yeah, Congress had a hearing talking about these hate groups or what have you. But then, you know, we just, we've been talking here for over 30 minutes where we're seeing legitimate posts are being flagged as hate speech and we're being kicked off. The bottom line, I feel like at the end of the day is to do what you were working towards doing. I just hate that they caught wind, if that's the case, of what you were planning. And then because a million, two million, that kind yes. of reach, that's no small thing. You know what I'm saying? That's no small thing. And, and, and so they saw you as a threat. And I believe that is why you have been taken off the Facebook board, so to speak. But do you have well, it? I, just not just my page, me personally. Yeah, you right? personally. You know, me you personally. personally. And that because that that affects my messenger, all my contacts, all obviously all of the archives of my pictures, family, whatever personal items I had stored there. I had to acknowledge in my mind, I've just given over my personal life to this, this corporate entity that's imposing power, you know, without any kind of due process. And I'm wondering what right. the legal due process is because we're so cut off, Scotty, that we don't know who else is cut off. And right. I got a feeling if we're able to determine that, that there's going to be more than just isolated individuals like myself. We'll see that concerted effort. But what is the legal foundation or basis to come up out of this. For me personally, it wasn't the issue of free speech. It was, I was about to monetize my fan base and my reach in another domain platform. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, that they impeded on my ability to monetize, which we're in a capitalist system. You know, I had never, not that I hadn't thought to do it, but it was about the timing. And so the timing was now to start monetizing so that we would have a 24-hour station. Right. So I feel like damage it was done money. in my business pursuit, not just in personal posting views or opinions, but that I had a business infrastructure set up, you know, and it was undermined. And so taking a hundred, put it like this in figures, two million people, Scotty, if I got 10,000 out of two million to give a dollar a month, that's 10 grand a month to get me locked. Oh, you you preaching to the choir on that, man. And why I struggle to understand with the reach that, I mean, we just, I don't know if you know it or not, but a independent media company based in India ranked Black Talk Radio Network, the number one digital radio and podcasting platform that's targeting black people. And and so, you know, we got all these people. Yeah, but awards don't pay the bills, though, bro. You know? My man, you know I know that. <laughs> awards don't pay the bills. I'm poor, and I put a portion of my poverty income towards trying to stay online. And I had as well as I where I invested in it. Mighty Networks. I got my domain, paid the web developer. You know, got got uh, uh, X Split. Got got webinars, abilities through Zoom. Got all the, the the apparatus in place, and I got severed, man. It's like so. I really right now am I'm at a uh, want to move forward, but can't. And I'm trying to determine like what's going on here. And I, I thought about ACLU. 
And I also thought about the argument that if they're going to allow these candidates to post advertisements that they know are lies or misinformation or non-factual, but they're going to do it in exchange for being compensated by these candidates, I think we have they crossed the, the Rubik's in terms of free speech right. and their criteria that they impose uh, uh, anonymously on the rest of Facebook. Like uh, you, you, you just posted fake news. Well, right. if they're getting paid to post fake news on the part of candidates and they've gone into a closed room session with the conservative media groups, and then right after that, all of a sudden black folks get disappeared or, or radical or uh, alternative media gets disappeared off of Facebook without really notification or due process, something's going on. Something's going on. And we'll find out down the line. Hey, I, I, I will say this. FOIA it. I, you know, I, I and, will, and I don't have the money to go and, and contact yeah. ACLU. Yeah. So let me let me say this though. I will. I'm willing to bet you a dime to a dollar that it ain't Russia that's kicking black folks oh, off yeah, of Facebook. No. So I, I I just want to close with that. Tell people how they can get in touch with you. Hey, if you're an attorney out there and you're willing to donate your services and, and your pro bono, if he, if you think after what you heard that he has a case against Facebook, uh, Mr. Robin Jerome uh, Benton, um, reach out to him. And Because this is about, now y'all was out there protesting about freedom of speech and democracy for some Hong Kong protesters when our rights are under assault every day right here behind enemy lines as I, I have been known to say of USA Inc. So if you're an attorney out there or if you have some resources and you would like to um, help Robin um, in, in this situation that he has found, how can they get in touch with you, Robin? And of course, give out any remaining social media that you have where people can follow you. So so we're on Twitter, anti-racism TVs on Twitter. Uh, we're on Tumblr. Uh, we're on uh, Instagram. Uh, and uh, my email is anti-racism TV at gmail.com. Um, I host a lot of pages, but that's my main contact point. And uh, we're reactivating a page anti-racism.tv and so I'm trying to maintain that identity it just has no reach we're in a kind of a law period right now to determine how we're going to proceed forward if we have a legal base and you know I did the appeal at Facebook I haven't heard anything back so um, I would uh, ask that the audience first of all Keep in touch with Black Talk Radio because you're hubbing this situation and I'm not, I got a feeling, not the only isolated incident, you know. So we are asking for some support uh, and to ask also that people understand the vision of having just like CNN or Spike TV or whatever, that there needs to be a 24 station on racism. And so we can normalize the conversation, universalize the definitions, understand that we have human rights and that the United States is in violation of his own uh, uh, signed treaties and that served the Convention to Eliminate Racial Discrimination is a international law that the U.S. did sign on to that did ratify but has not legislated into law. 
racism is illegal and discrimination is a act. So when we focus on discrimination, we're honing in on a particular act, not the source of the act, not the system behind the act, not the mm -hmm. policy behind the act. The crime so itself. We're, I'm on a mission to expand our human rights conventions to demand that racism be considered a violation of human rights and that there should be a convention to eliminate racism, not just eliminate the act through CERD, but eliminate racism as a global uh, negative energy force that's controlling uh, uh, people of color and oppressing us. I mean, that's just the bottom line. My concern is that without information, and information should be free, uh, we're going to be uh, closed in on this political talking heads. And again, we have to consider the source of who's controlling the narrative. Right. Uh, Self-determined is based on our own voice. You've lent a platform for that. I attempted to lend a platform for sharing information. Never went in front of the screen and said, hey, I'm the founder. It's about me. I kept that generic face to keep the separation, but they got wind of that I'm behind it and um, have severed something that was 10 years worth of work. Scotty, I've posted on racism, white supremacy every day since you've known me. You know you could go to that page and I've got some, some information there. I mean, it, it's been part of my life. Yeah, right? you've been at this so, as long as so, me because, you know, November will be our 11th year anniversary. And I, I'm not, not sure the exact year when I met you, you know, but I was like, I felt the Kendrick spirit. You know what I'm saying? This dude is, he, he really cares about the people. He about putting in that grassroots work. He understands the power of media like I understand the power of media. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I've been a big, a big supporter of what you've been doing. You have, you have. And race treaty, which is a term which refers to the International Convention to Eliminate Racial Discrimination, I, I focused on that based on the fact that white supremacy is illegal. And that at that time, I was part of the CERD task force for US Human Rights Network. Um, I've worked with Dr. Randall, you know, on the basis of, of, of racism being a violation of, of human rights. Yeah, and Dr. Brunel, you're Black Lives Matter, we try to probe Occupy, we try to pr probe any movement to expand their lens to understand that their cause is a human rights violation, you know? Um, I feel that that uh, uh, the work is not finished, that it shouldn't be based on an individual. It should be based on a movement to elevate our understanding that we are born with human rights, that, that this is a legal framework that puts the US in, in check if we were to elevate our, 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 our activities in terms of legal activities to the international courts. Uh, uh, that's kind of the work behind the scenes, but bro, uh, human rights is being violated across the board, from right. children to torture to social and political rights, economic rights, slavery, environmental rights. Uh, there's a movement uh, to to stop black voices. That's the bottom line. And I have to give props because you saw all this shit in advance, uh, Scotty, and tried to create a community outside of Facebook, create a, a identity of media sharing without it being dependent on a platform controlled by people of European descent. That's where Facebook has got the advantage on us. They've got our personal information, our network, our history of content. They can profile us, you know, and they've made a determination that they're going to sever voices. Uh, and yes, I'm very proud that 
we had built to reach a million to two million a month. And it was uh, a feeling that, that uh, everybody's really now talking about what's in the headlines, racism. Unfortunately, Scotty, uh, the talking heads might say something uh, Trump said is racist, but shoot, where I come from, the definitions that we push for is uh, racism is racial prejudice plus power. We focus on racial prejudice incidents, but we neglect the power system behind it. And the power system is the government, corporations, civil society, nonprofits, any system controlled by white people is basically showing outcomes that to the detriment of black folks and Latino folks. Okay. So again, uh, I thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I hope to hear back at antiracismtv at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, uh, antiracismtv, uh, and uh, please communicate that there are others out there that are suffering the same kind of situation and circumstance by the powers that be. And I'll be following you closely to see what kind of feedback we get to the circumstances that you shared and allowed me to share tonight. No doubt. And you stay safe behind these enemy lines. And I will, with that, say to the uh, listeners and the viewers of this podcast, good night, peace and blessings to all.